This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Pierre Luke. Uh, support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Hey, episode 224 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Amazon Prime. I've been a member of Amazon Prime for a really long time. Uh, I use the video service, although there's there's things about it that I would change, but it's a really good video service. Um, I don't use the music service, but I actually know quite a few people that do. And the only reason that I don't use the music service is because I can't yell at my phone and have it start playing music. And that's why I use Apple music for that. Um, but what I do use a lot of for Amazon prime is that free shipping, uh, being able to get an item like that I buy from Amazon and have it shipped to my house in two days without having to pay for shipping is definitely worth the the price of entry. I'm a big fan of Amazon Prime. And in addition to that, you also uh, can link Amazon Prime to Twitch Prime. And then once you have Twitch Prime, you get free games every month for the PC. And um, you can also subscribe to your favorite uh, streamer. Hopefully it's this one right here. Uh, but if not... Uh, make sure that you subscribe to your favorite streamer, uh, no matter who they are. And if you want to try out Amazon Prime for free for 30 days, all you need to do is head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. Uh, once you're there, follow the stuff, uh, follow the steps that they tell you. You will get your free month of Amazon Prime and you can start ordering things off the internet, having them show up at your door two days later with no uh, shipping costs at all. So I, I highly recommend Amazon Prime. It is the one subscription that I don't think we could live without here at the house because we, my wife and I are constantly getting things delivered to the house that normally we would have to go to the store for. And I hate going to the store. I don't want to go out and deal with um, people in meat space. I would very much prefer to be in my own little uh, walled off area where people aren't going to <laughs> you know how it is out there. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. Before I get to the news, there's a couple of quick announcements that I want to tackle. Uh, the first one is the... <laughs> I, I almost can't believe that I am uh, saying this because it is pretty bananas, but Nintendo Switchcraft has been nominated uh, for a podcast award, which is really, really crazy. Uh, all I, ha I I registered the show, and then people nominated it, and they take the top 10 from each category uh, who got nominated, and those are the ones that are then voted on by a panel of podcasters and listeners and uh, I forget who else, but a bunch, like, I think they said like 1,500 people uh, vote on uh, who wins. 
Uh, and I just wanted to take a second and thank everybody who took uh, the the time out of your day to nominate Nintendo Switchcraft for a podcast award. I think that it's crazy, and I still can't believe it. Um, let me just bring it up. Podcast awards. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's the pod, podcastawards.com. And if you scroll down uh, to the uh, nominees, uh, you can see that mine is right underneath the games and hobbies, which is... It's right there, number one, two, three, four, Nintendo Switchcraft. So, uh, crossing my fingers that uh, that this comes through, and uh, even if it doesn't, it's just crazy that uh, that that happened. So, thank you guys so much for nominating Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, before we go any further, I have more good news about the show. Uh, we are probably with this episode. Uh, we will hit 300,000 downloads since I switched uh, hosts. Uh, I used to be on Squarespace, and then I switched over to Fireside because I was having some issues with the Squarespace one. And uh, since then, three the, the show's been downloaded 300,000 times, which is just insane to me. And it'll probably be this episode because it usually gets a certain number, and I think that we'll, we'll, we'll push it right over the top. Uh, after that. So I just wanted to thank you guys for downloading the show. Thank you for nominating the show. Uh, Just thank you in general. You guys are awesome. Now, without any further ado, uh, no, no, there's more ado. We have one more ado to mention, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take that and throw it on at the end of the show. So uh, hopefully I will remember to mention it. Uh, Let's get into the news. Our first news story today uh, is something that I I didn't really expect to hear, and I am also pretty skeptical of it. Not that the people who are reporting it are lying, uh, but the way I the, the way I look at it is, I think that it that this is not a very big indicator of anything. If you're curious, what is he talking about? Um, you can find this article. Uh, through the show notes, or you can go to road2vr.com. Uh, and there is a test VR or test virtual reality mode that has been uncovered by people who are modding the Nintendo Switch, um, which is really strange. Uh, now, I don't know how strange it is. Well, okay. How do I want to ex- uh, explain my thoughts here? It shouldn't be a huge surprise that um, that this kind of thing was found on the Nintendo Switch because we already knew that Nintendo had considered doing something along these lines. They filed a patent. Um, I, I can't remember when this actually came out, but it was a while back where uh, they had a schematic of a device that you would slide into a, a VR headset um and you know the Nintendo Switch is a device that could do that i suppose if i if you take off the joy-cons and you know you hold it right there it's actually pretty big for a VR headset i don't know i i feel like this is big although to be honest i don't feel like i've ever actually used uh one of the modern VR headsets the reason I'm skeptical of this is because this is 
for, first of all, this is heavy. When I first got the Nintendo Switch, and I'm on the wrong screen, when I first got the Nintendo Switch, um, that was the first thing that I noticed when I took this out of the box was how heavy this was. This thing, it's dense, all right? It has some heft to it. And I can't imagine that this is what you would want when it comes to virtual reality. This seems very, very heavy. So the idea of having a pair of goggles on in front of me and then sliding the Nintendo Switch into those goggles to um, to then have the the virtual reality stuff where it it basically it splits the screen into two uh, two screens uh, one on the left one on the right um, here I'll show you a picture if you're watching the video uh, where you've got uh, the same picture on both sides but slightly off and that gives you the 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 um illusion of three di- three dimensionality um i think that that's definitely something that can come from nintendo down the road and right now the only company who's dipping their toe in the water of vr is sony um microsoft is kind of doing their augmented reality thing instead and nintendo kind of did augmented reality with the 3ds as well uh using a camera um Nintendo did post um that what's the word on that patent uh for that slide in thing but I don't see this happening for the Switch and I find it really strange that this software is on the Switch and the reason why I find it really strange is because the Switch has a resolution of 1020 1280 by 720 or 720p and 720p is really low res for (laughs) for virtual reality i mean even the like if if you are looking at the psvr uh psvr i believe is 1080p uh or oh actually res tv in chat is saying psvr is a bit better than 1080p and it's still too low res 720p would be horrible yes he's making the exact same point that i'm making and that is that while the idea of having a dedicated video game console that can also be your your uh virtual reality machine while that idea is fantastic and awesome, if you're looking at the Nintendo Switch to do that, I don't think you're looking in the right place. I mean, the Nintendo Switch is really not much better than the Virtual Boy in regards to how well it would be used for virtual reality. I think that Nintendo Switch is not the right console for this. So... Is this stuff found on the Nintendo Switch because Nintendo is planning on making a higher res version of the Switch? I don't know. I mean, that's always a possibility. Nintendo frequently updates their handheld systems. Look at the DS. Look at the 3DS. Look at the Game Boy. They constantly get iterated upon and uh, slowly march forward with the tech is it possible that we get a new Nintendo Switch that has a higher resolution screen? While I see that as a possibility, I think it's a little soon. Or at least it's a little soon for me. I certainly don't want to go out and buy 
another Nintendo Switch already. I've only had this one for less than a year. Uh, putting in chat says, with Labo, I'm not surprised to see Nintendo dipping their toes in VR. Well, I mean, that's a good point. Nintendo, who knows what the hell they're going to do. They, they're they selling cardboard folding origami uh, as a video game. And while it's not doing uh, wonderful, it's also not doing terrible. So I mean, maybe we're going to see some VR from Nintendo. I don't think it'll be on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think that would be really, really bad. Uh, by all accounts, from people who I've spoken to who have used VR, unless you've got some beefy horsepower behind it, you're not going to have a frame rate that's high enough to avoid the motion sickness. Um, and I think that that would be a big mistake on Nintendo's part to uh, release uh, VR for the Switch if the technology is not up to snuff. Uh, so that's my thoughts on it. Let's go back to chat. Um, Res TV is saying, yes, pudding. I could see something like this being used in Labo for a specifically designed low-res VR game, but trying to play any Switch title in VR would be barf-worthy. <laughs> barf-worthy. Oh, I love that. I may have to include that word in the uh, in the show title today, Res. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? This was actually pretty interesting. Pokemon Quest, uh, which, if you didn't know, is a game that came out on our mobile phones. So it started out on... Or wait, where the hell did it start? No. It started out on our phones and then later came to the Switch. And it was this... is not a traditional Pokemon game, but it was a, a Pokemon game almost like a like a task simulator or something like that, where you had like this cooking pot in the middle of this camp on a, a blocky island, and you would um, use ingredients to cook, and then the the scent of the ingredients cooking would attract Pokemon. Uh, depending on what you were cooking, it would bring different types of Pokemon, and then they would be your friends, and then you could take the Pokemon, and you could send them out on an exped expedition uh, in order to fight other Pokemon and uh, collect more stuff for you to cook. So I had like kind of an interesting gameplay loop. It's a free to play game or as Nintendo likes to call it free to start. And um, you know, there's obviously microtransactions in it and it seems like the microtransactions are doing well off the top of my head. I can't tell you if this is doing well or doing poorly, but I would certainly be happy with this. Uh, Pokemon Quest Mobile. So this is the phone version of the game. Um, the phone version of the game um, basically made $8 million after just one month, which seems to me like that's pretty impressive. One month, and only one month, Pokemon Quest made Nintendo, or well, made the Pokemon company $8 million. Uh, that is pretty crazy. I, I think that that's a lot. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's a lot. And like for me, that game didn't appeal to me at all. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with it. I could definitely tell that it was well made, but I also didn't think it was fun even a little when it came out. And 
you know, I'm fine for a, a lot of people to disagree with me. Um, but after one month making $8 million, I think that that's respectable. Now, when, when we talk about this, what I'm, what I'm really, really curious about is how, how much money did Pokemon Quest make on the Switch? I think that is a much more interesting question because people are very, very used to playing uh, free-to-play microtransaction-based games where the monetization model is all about getting you to spend a couple bucks now so that you have a certain currency and then you can use that currency to make things happen faster. You know, mobile games, games that are on your phone, they're they're always been like that. That that's a, the kind of thing that we are very much used to in the mobile space. We're not really used to that yet on uh, home consoles or even portable consoles like the Nintendo Switch or 3DS or that kind of thing. So I feel like people who would play Pokemon Quest on the Switch, they would be much less likely to invest cash into a game like that than people who are playing on the phone. At least that's how I would guess based on my experience playing games and talking to other people who play games like that. Uh, so I think that the the Switch version of this is going to be much, much lower numbers. Uh, and not only that, but because of the install base. I mean, you look at you look at the number of cell phones out there between iOS and Android. These things are going to make so much more money for uh, a, co- a company putting a game out on it because there are lots and lots of these. And let's be honest, it's not like Pokemon Quest was really pushing the boundaries of what these devices could do. I will say this. Um, I deleted Pokemon Quest really, really quickly off my phone, but if uh, I could have played it in portrait mode, I probably would have played it longer. Um, I didn't like always turning my phone sideways to play it. I think I would have been fine just playing it, holding it one hand and playing it like that. I believe it was uh, Todd Howard who was talking about the Elder Scrolls. Oh, man, what is the name of it? Not Legends. Uh, there arena, maybe no, I, I can't remember what, what the name of it is, but it's a, the new elder scrolls game that is coming out for, um, mobile as well as console. Um, very, very, it's a free game. Uh, I believe it's microtransaction heavy. Uh, he had put in that, that playing, you can play the game like this in portrait mode because that he called that meeting mode. So you could sit there when you are supposed to be doing something else and playing it, because it's really, really obvious what you're doing when you turn your phone sideways and start doing something. But if you're holding your phone like, like, like uh, vertically or in portrait mode, then people just think you're probably texting or something like that, which, or, 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 you know, sending an email work related to work. And I don't know. I just, I thought it would be better Pokemon quest. I thought it would be better, uh, better served if I could play it in uh, portrait mode. And I wonder if that number, that $8 million number would have actually gone up if people could play in portrait mode. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Are, 
Now, Pokemon Quest has been out for a while now, and I'm very curious as to what people think overall. Do you like that game? Do you not like that game? Is it a game where you're just like, well, I don't really care, um, but let me know. And there's a lot of different ways that you can let me know. You can you can send us a message on the Discord. That's uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Uh, you can uh, send me an email. That's, oh, and I got a new email address. It's bill at runjumpstomp.com. All right. So you could send me an email at bill at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, almost forgot about that. You can, uh, the old email address still works, by the way. Uh, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And uh, just get a hold of me. Let me know. Are you still playing Pokemon Quest uh, after it's been out for a while. In fact, right after I finish uh, recording this segment, I'm going to stop, I'm going to go on Twitter, and I'm gonna, going to post a Twitter poll asking if you guys are still playing that game. So uh, please respond to that poll and let me know. Before we get to our next story, I just want to thank Pudding in chat because they corrected me. Uh, in the last segment, I said that Pokemon Quest was out on the phone first and then the Switch afterwards. It was actually the other way around. Uh, it went on Switch during E3, and then it went on the phone at the end of June, and I am an old, exhausted man who cannot remember things. So thank you very much, Pudding, for uh, letting me know about that. All right, our last story of today. It's a pretty light news day. Uh, somehow I still have already made it to 22 minutes, but, uh, the last, uh, story for today. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much for the host. Let me mute that though. Uh, thank you for the host doom razor. Um, the doom razor that, that's fortuitous. The last story of the day is doom eternal, uh, is coming to the switch. I already mentioned that last episode or maybe the episode before I can't remember now. Uh, but I was very, very curious as to, like here, the big question was when was Doom Eternal coming to the Switch? Was it going to be in another case of it comes to the other platforms first and then the Switch later? And that's exactly what happened with uh, Doom 2016. It came to the other platforms first, the Switch later. Wolfenstein 2 came to the other platforms first, the Switch later. Um, Skyrim came to the other platforms first and switched later. And it that's pretty much been uh, Bethesda's MO. They make the game for the other systems and then they port it to the Switch. And that means that the people who chose the Nintendo Switch as their console of choice, they are left waiting for a little while longer, which it's not a big deal. But still, it'd be nice to be able to play the game while the zeitgeist is uh, surrounding it. You know what I mean? So that was the big question for me as to whether or not uh, Doom was going to be uh, launching concurrently with the other other platforms. Uh, And no, we're not going to have to wait because it is going to be coming out the same day on all platforms. That's because they weren't sure if they were going to bring Doom to the Nintendo Switch when uh, the Switch first came out. And, you know, they decided, well, we're going to wait. They weren't sure if they were going to be bringing uh, Wolfenstein 2 to the Nintendo Switch when they were making Wolfenstein 2. Uh, So we had to wait. But now that they've started development on a game and the Nintendo Switch is already out and they know uh, that things are going very well, 
that's pretty compelling uh, for Bethesda to say, yes, we're going to be bringing it to the Switch and it's going to be launching on the same day. And I think that that's awesome. Uh, this was from a Eurogamer interview um, with uh, who is the person, uh, Marty Stratton. Uh, and the very first question is, will the game launch on Switch at the, as this, at the same time as PC, PS4, and Xbox One? And Marty Stratton said, that's the plan right now. We'll see. We're still uh, way away from launching, but we've made the decision to make a Switch, uh, what we call internally, a first-class citizen. Uh, he went on to ask, so you're developing it internally? And Marty says, no, it's still going to be panic button, basically. Uh, they go on to talk about a lot of different stuff in the interview, so I definitely suggest you check it out. Another very interesting, or not interesting, but important um, tidbit from this interview is that... Um, this uh, game is also going to be targeting 30 frames per second, just like Doom was, So, or the previous Doom on the Switch was 30 frames per second. So if you uh, liked Doom uh, and you are looking forward to Doom, uh, Doom Eternal, then there you go. Uh, one cool thing about the game that I found very interesting is you get to play as a demon and uh, hunt down other players uh, in their single-player game, which is really, really cool. Um, it's going to be a long way before we hear more about the game. It's going to be a long way before we get to play the game. So you've got time to check out the first one. And if you've not played it, you definitely should, because Doom is one of my favorite first-person shooters of all time. And if you haven't played it yet, I guarantee you are missing out. And I'm excited that this is going to be launching day and date with the other systems. That being said, I also own a PS4 Pro. I probably will end up buying it there instead of on the Switch just because I'm not going to be playing this game portably. I don't feel like the Joy-Cons are a good fit for that kind of gameplay uh, portably. But that's just me. If you only have a Switch and you don't pick it up, then you're probably going to be missing out on a really fantastic game. Oh, no, Mario. We've got to do something. I've got it. You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Hermit. So at the beginning of the show, I mentioned a couple of things that were uh, exciting. And I said, I got one more to save for the end. And that is, I've basically started another podcast. Now, if you are a Patreon, a Patreon, a patron, uh, or a Patreon supporter, and if, if you're not, you can check it out over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. But if you're a patron supporter, you already know about this. Um, this is a, a podcast exclusive for patrons and it doesn't have like a set release schedule, uh, but it's probably going to be multiple times per week. Uh, the episodes are going to be very, very short. Most of them have been right around 10 or 15 minutes and it's about non Nintendo stuff. So I kind of felt like I wanted to be able to talk about non Nintendo stuff and some of it's even non video game stuff. And I'm, I'm just making sure that people don't listen to every single episode of Switchcraft because I put out three episodes a week and sometimes they don't have time. So I'm going to mention this for the next couple of uh, next few episodes just to make sure that people hear about it uh, so that you can go check it out. Um, we're talking about TV shows. I'm talking about uh, other video game systems. I'm talking about just video game news in general. And uh, it's whenever I find a story that I, I want to talk about but doesn't fit on Switchcraft for whatever reason, I fire up uh, my recording software, I record like a 10 or 15 minute blurb about it, and then I post it. And so far the response has been great. People have really been enjoying it, uh, and I've been getting a lot of really great feedback from the patrons. 
So thank you guys very much for that. Again, if you want to check out that podcast that's exclusive for patrons, you can head on over to patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Uh, if you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can easily do that by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. If you want to watch the show live, you can check it out at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And if you can't watch the show live because you are a busy person, then you can always check out the video of the show afterwards on YouTube over at youtube.com slash, you guessed it, runjumpstomp. All those links help me create more content. Thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, but before I thank the live chat and get out of here, I want to take a second and tell you about the music that is found on today's episode, which now I can't remember what it was. Uh, give me just a second to find it. Okay. Uh, this music is provided by Zircon, and it, the song is called Donkey Kong Country by Fun Alphonic, which I'm not going to try and spell, or I'm sorry, uh, I'm not going to have you try and spell it. I'll make sure that I, if you want to check out that song, uh, go to runjumpstomp.com slash music. And that's where you can check out the song that you heard at the beginning of the show. And you're about to hear right now. Uh, before we get out of here, I need to thank the live chatters. Those are the people that are hanging out with me today while I am recording the show. You guys are awesome and fantastic. And I'm just trying to find the list of them. Where is there? There we go. Uh, today we've got... Uh, Corona G8. Uh, we've got JD Hack, Lol Worthy, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, uh, Fisto Pudding, Raptor James, Rock Roller One Up, Slow Cool, the Doom Razor, who hosted right in the middle of the show. Thank you for that, man. VNK, Virgo Pros, and of course, the Lurkers. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for hanging out with me while I record the show. I really, really appreciate it. I will see you all next time. Oh, and the show is coming out um, tomorrow. So if you listened to this, uh, or if you're watching this uh, live, then you get to know everything that happens a whole day early because the 14th is my anniversary, so there, I won't be doing the live show then. So this is what you would have been watching then. Uh, but anyway, I'm out of here. I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.